is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Executive Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Christine Wohn on our show today. Christine Wohn is the owner of Actually, a communication and design studio. She's also the chapter lead of Canada Learning Code in Barrie, an instructor at Ryerson University's Chang School, and advisory committee member for graphic design at Georgian College. Most recently, she launched online courses and success services for creative and business professionals who want step-by-step processes and strategies to build their businesses, combining her experience as a designer, success coach, and instructor at ChristineWohn.com. So they're set up for success running their own businesses. Christine has held various responsibilities in her 14 years of experience with expertise in design, communications, tech, education, and entrepreneurship while working with clients and students in a diverse range of business sectors. Her well-rounded experience helps design and build communication materials and media to suit her client needs and business needs. Today, actually consults, designs, and develops information that communicates for good social companies and organizations. Check out Actually's portfolio at actuallywecreate.com. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, likewise. So let's dive right on in. Um, So what's one thing that you want women entrepreneurs to take out of our conversation today? So I want women to know that they're good at solving problems, that they're good at math, that they're good at business, that women are good at engineering, that women are good at science, that women are good at whatever it is that they set out to do, Uh, that women are not uh, emotional in business and maybe what they really are is passionate. And so it feels emotional because that's what passionate means, showing strong belief or feelings towards something. So I'm kind of going somewhere with this and it's um, a little kind of story about uh, something that I realized about myself. Uh, I am a very thoughtful and deliberate person, but it was often described as thinking too much by others. And I was guided to take uh, the Gallup Strength Finder test, and it changed my whole perspective on how I was being told about myself. Instead of thinking I was thinking too much, I learned I'm actually thoughtful and deliberate, and I began to see these traits as my natural strengths. So my top five strengths are futuristic, 
deliberate learner individualization and input. If you haven't taken the Strength Finder test, I highly recommend it. There's there's a fee, but I highly recommend it. So words have no inherent meaning, which is kind of an oxymoron because they actually have literal meanings, but because there's no inherent meaning, the words are often associated with the emotions of an experience and when they were used. And as a result, people use those words out of context. And that's why we have, you know, urban dictionary, or sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's based on uh, how someone used it in experience, or maybe they're not aware of the multiple definitions of one single word holds. So it's really important to sort out that emotional connotation of someone else's unconscious misunderstanding of a word and then allowing um, their, you know, not allowing someone else's unconscious belief become who you are. So I break this even uh, down even deeper into success principles on communication literacy, which is available to download for free on my website if anyone wants uh, this cheat sheet for copy for themselves. So uh, it, it's just really important to go and kind of check that out because the Strength Finder test helps give you a whole new perspective on how to approach maybe seemingly what someone may have described you know, in the past as being a weakness and leveraging it as, um, you know, a natural strength that you actually have. Mm -hmm. So you've mentioned so many different things in that uh, that initial um, sort of segment. So I, I would love to unpack a couple of things specifically. So let's dive into the six success principles. Um, can you describe what the six are um, and what was your process in creating them? Uh, the process in creating them was mostly just an understanding of, you know, figuring out what you needed to be as a successful business person um, and then having integrity. So what those all kind of kind of were. Um, so the, the six uh, success principles are financial literacy, business literacy, professional literacy, ethics and literacy, uh, consciousness literacy, and then communication literacy. So that's that's the six. So in that cheat sheet, it's just a really kind of top level and then a breakdown of what those things are that I see as being the most important thing. So um, did you want to talk about? Yeah. So, so with that, um, what do you find that women entrepreneurs struggle with the most out of those six? Um, is there one area that you see women um, looking for more support in or um, also just convincing themselves and, and telling themselves that they are competent in those areas? Maybe there's also a bit of an education exercise around there. Um, I, would, I, I would say that it would be probably an... Uh, business literacy. Uh, so that's why I kind of started saying that women earlier, I said, you know, it's not emotional um, because business is not emotional. But having an understanding of the difference between being emotional and passionate is really important because they, they, they kind of, it seems like this kind of fine line. But um, the, the biggest takeaway for me in business literacy is that business never takes anything personal. It just offers you feedback. So it's okay to have an emotion, but uh, you have to know when those emotions maybe are getting you to a point of infringing on your professionalism. So your ability to innovate, change, pivot, 
uh, adapt to a market validation and receive that that kind of feedback and then make that change to suit your business. And I see that linking to all of the other um, six success principles, and particularly that consciousness element yeah. uh, of being really aware throughout all of those processes um, and and fine tuning as you go along through that response through that feedback loop, really. Yeah. So the the consciousness, if you go through all of the steps, it sort of brings you to the state of consciousness. Then you start to you start to see yourself as a visionary in a sort of visionary sort of way, and you think of it. I think of it more as this, um, you know, those human virtues. And I like to focus a lot on integrity. And I'm so glad you brought this up because um, this is one of the most powerful pieces of uh, running a business. And once you get to this point of understanding, then you can get over that fear of making a mistake because I don't perceive anything as having uh, or being a mistake. I see it more as everything is feedback. So if you have integrity in every choice that you make, um, you you start to realize that you're not really making mistakes, you're making choices. Mm -hmm. And those choices offer you feedback. So in essence, there's no failure, there's just feedback. Hmm. So when you make a choice, um, every Every choice that you make should be made to increase wholeness. So that means you consider the ecology, everything that's sort of around you. Is it good for me? Is it good for others? Is it good for the planet? Is it good Mm. for my community? Is it good for, you know, the world around me? And then you start to see that this ties into an NLP uh, presupposition, which is... um, when you act with integrity, it ensures the law of requisite variety, which is meaning that you have flexibility. So when you're flexible, um, what well, what it means is that um, the person with the most flexible behavior, um, they have the greatest influence on the system. So this, this really is saying that you have kind of like this direct channel to consciousness, to having these great ideas because you're listening to yourself and you can trust that, you know, life is going to provide you with the answers for, you know, whatever it is uh, that you need to know. And, and simply, you know, that kind of breaks down to this. It's, it's being, it's having receptive flexibility. So you're willing to consider new ideas and suggestions. You know, you're easily going to adapt to those new suggestions or circumstances just simply because you probably haven't had the experience yet. So it's outside of your realm of knowledge. It means like, you know, you're not going to say, no, I don't know how to do that. So therefore I can't. Instead you say things like, I don't know how to do that, but I know that I can figure it out because mm. you, you trust that process. Mm-hmm. I love that receptive flexibility and, and the, the no failure, just feedback, I think depersonalizes so many tough conversations that we have in business and as women um, develop their businesses that that, um, you know, looking at, at failure as not I did something wrong and I have failed in, in starting this business and I'm, I'm not cut out for this or um, that depersonalization exercise could really help yeah. women, um, you know, continue through these challenging spaces. And, you know, the entrepreneurial journey is not a gentle one. So I think I really love that depersonalization. Um, so let's go into some of the other topics. So ethics, communications, finance, um, what are the other pillars of those um, six success principles? So for, for financial literacy, you really have to understand how money moves and you have to understand how money moves within sectors of business. You know, it, it, it takes some time sometimes for you to receive money. And if if ever I start to 
feel that I'm getting concerned about something, I remind myself of propagation delay, which is really um, how long it takes for for ahead of a signal in electronics to be delivered throughout the channel of where it's going. So it takes some time for stuff to, to happen. I look for a lot of different symbolism that is around in science or technology to kind of help me reinforce things that are happening in my life. But how money moves, um, you know, sometimes it takes 30 days, 60 days. You have to understand what your sales funnel is going to look like. Mm-hmm. A lead today that turns into a qualified sale, they've said yes, doesn't mean that you're going to get necessarily receive all of that funding that day, you have to be ready and prepared that it could take 30, 60, 90, 120 days before you receive that full payment. And in Mm -hmm. that time, you have to have patience. So um, really understanding how money kind of moves. And I think a lot of people get caught up, um, especially entrepreneurs, um, you know, in that state where they're not sure where money is going to come from, but they're at a huge dis- or, sorry, they're at a huge advantage um, because you know money can come up at any time. Uh, it's it's different for say people that are employed where they're in a fixed salary sort of situation. Entrepreneurs can tap into that unknown total pure potential financial well the easiest because there's no fixed amount that's going to come their way. So in business uh, literacy, again, that's just kind of uh, the opportunity to receive that feedback, to be able to innovate on it. The professional literacy for me is, you know, kind of taking a look around and asking yourself, who have I worked with that's a true professional? Um, And for me, that's someone who has a real uh, self-mastery over themselves in regards to their business. You know, they don't take comments people make personally. They respond in professional ways. They have confidence in knowing that they can solve any challenges that come their way. And, uh, you know, that to me is somebody who really gets those credentials of being a true uh, business professional. And I know this because I can say, oh, they're an absolute pleasure to work with, no matter what problems that came up along the way. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And, and on the ethics side? The ethics is is really for me, it's about, um, you know, acting with integrity. And to me, this is the most powerful of the success principles because, you know, you kind of start to realize, and we talked about this a little bit already, already, is that when you're acting with integrity and you're making those choices and you're secure in the choice, knowing I'm always, um, you know, working for the good of myself, the best that I know right now, the best for the others, and then the best for this, you know, the circumstances around me, the world around me, then mm. I can truly know that I'm not really making mistakes because you have integrity. So therefore you can, you can make a choice and, um, know that whatever you receive back is just feedback. It's actually going to help you become better at it. It's giving you mm-hmm. information to move forward and progress for, uh, further ahead. Communicate. Communication is just about now, again, we kind of talked about that earlier was just, um, you know, being a really good communicator with yourself and then also with others. And that kind of ties into, uh, you know, how to build really good rapport with people to establish trust so that you can build long, um, good business relationships that are mutually beneficial. 
Mm, I love how human this approach is. Like, I think it parallels beautifully in business and entrepreneurship, but also these principles could be how you live your life and making sure that you're balanced across all of these different areas um, and maintaining confidence that you are capable of, of really, you know, mastering your finances yeah. and mastering your communications personally, professionally, um, you know, with different people that you interface with in your life. So I love that parallel that these are sort of six success principles to manage your, your own life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mm, fantastic. So if we go into um, the beginning of, of these success principles, what prompted um, you creating them? And, and was that uh, as you were evolving your business and you felt like you needed to create something um, that you could lean on as a, as a tool? Um, or did this come up um, in a different way? I think I was looking for just a really um, top level way of describing um, what I what I saw the you know just people that I worked with anyone mm. who who I thought might need that um, at a really top level how they could take all of that information and sort of put it to their own life and I didn't I I also developed it in, in a way that you know gave people those strategies so that when they get to that point. They can run th- something that maybe seems like a challenge. They can run through this and go, okay, this is what I, you know, I need to do to remind myself of that. And it's more like a, of like a pep talk. And there's just things that I knew and that I had come to learn. And then I just put it into sort of this formula. And that was all into developing um sort of my new business for christinewone.com. So that's a perfect transition right back into um, your business right now. So tell us about Actually. What does it do? Uh, when did it start? And uh, what's up next? Uh, so Actually is a communication design firm. Uh, we consult and design and develop uh, information that communicates for social good companies and organizations. Uh, I have three different main categories. So web design, UX design, so designing websites with WordPress and Squarespace for brands. Uh, my goal is to help support businesses, startup businesses, to get them online with open and affordable web solutions. Uh, the second uh, main uh, one of the three categories is communication and graphic design. So designing all types of graphic design communications, including copywriting for print materials, annual reports, brochures, things like that. Uh, this is probably the major bulk is doing a lot of those communication uh, pieces for marketing. And then also business consultation, education and training. So just providing some uh, business consultation strategy for identifying uh, brand design, planning course strategy for marketing, web, mobile application development. So I started the business um, basically because I needed a job as soon as possible. Mm. I was working in downtown Toronto and I was just really starting to kind of lose myself in the commute. I live in Barrie. Mm. It seems close, but... When you start to add up all of the minutes, oh, yeah. it's a lot. I can imagine. It's almost half the work day. And I was just like, this is too long. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It seemed kind of pointless. Mm. Um, so I, you know, there's not there's not a whole bunch of jobs in, uh, you know, graphic design, communication design and Barry. So I wanted to quit. I wanted to get out of this commute. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the job. It was just the commute. Mm. So uh, I wanted to start a business. So I made my own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
history. Fantastic. And so when you're engaging with clients, um, what do you quantify as social good? Because uh, at Startup Canada, we're doing a lot of work uh, in 2020, focusing on the sustainable development goals and how those can integrate really beautifully into business. Um, but how do you quantify if an organization is doing social good, um, even if it's sort of a, a small element of their business? Um, there's, there's probably a lot of different categories, but I would, if there's any part of, uh, a need for donor relations or, uh, charity type of giving, that would be one thing. Um, there's, there's new stuff that's kind of coming up where the business is an enterprise, but they do have one component where they're giving back. So examples would be like Tom's where they, you know, they manufacture shoes and it's part of the fashion industry, but they're putting those shoes towards, uh, in communities that are in, in very much in need. So any type of business that has, um, a, an aspect or a business model that is like that, where there's a, maybe they are running it as a business and then they want to donate it to a not-for-profit or a charity. Um, social good could be anything. And I do see that this is going to be a huge growing market, especially with creating sustainable products and um, environmental type products where we're changing the way, you know, so it could be like straws or plates, you know, so there's a commercial aspect to that where there's high consumer use, but also that it's, creating a change in the world and innovating on the product or the idea. So it's changing the way we use the product either through how it's being, uh, I don't know, put into the trash or it's a reusable product. So whatever that is, um, and there's all kinds of ideas. And that for me is the, those, those types of business is um, the ones that are, you know, their ideas are the ones that maybe need some help just figuring out how they can make that into a social good business or write the messaging to support that. Maybe they're not even aware that it fully is a social good because they don't want to label themselves as a charity mm-hmm. or a not-for-profit. And, that, and that's the space that we're really looking at um, is, is looking at the entrepreneurship ecosystem and identifying you are a social enterprise, you just don't know it yet. So <laughs> it's, it's that conversation around what quantifies it. Um, maybe it's, it's a very loose definition, but really encouraging entrepreneurs to see what they're doing um, and linking it to social good that they, they are, might be doing implicitly in their business. Um, um, but yeah. they might not identify as, you know, that they could be a, a mission-driven for-profit for organization. Um, yeah. So cool stuff. The major, the major thing would be, do you have a theory of change? Mm. And if you look into what that theory of change is mm-hmm. um, and you can put together some sort of, I guess, plan towards that theory of change and how it will change, make change, um, that's it. That's really what it is, is having a theory of change. Then you, then you can qualify yourself under that category mm-hmm. of uh, social good business. I love that. And so as you um, develop your clients and as you go down this business development path with your organization, um, what's the best piece of advice that you have for building relationships from day one with clients? Um, so sort of echoing what you've shared with the six success principles, how do you live that in your day to day and ensure that you have the best relationships with your clients as possible? So the first thing would is to build rapport and establish um, and consistently reinforce trust. So building rapport is 
Um, there's a couple different ways to build rapport. It's using words. So we talked a lot about that already is the communication and the language that you're using, tonality and the physiology that you use. So the tonality is your tone of voice and, you know, how you, uh, you know, project your voice. Um, your words that you use, specifically, if you really want to go into it, is the details of how you use predicates. People um, usually use... Uh, three different types of predicates, visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. So see, hear, or feel. They'll say something like, um, look, I have, I need to have this integrated into my communication plan. So the predicate there is the visual one where they said, look. An alternate way of somebody saying that is saying, you know, uh, listen, I need to have this integrated into my communica communication plan. So they've used a different uh, predicate, which is uh, auditory and that is to listen. So they're they're giving you those predicates, and if you are listening to someone, you'll be able to identify them. And your natural way maybe always, you know, might be to say feel or think. But if you say their predicate back to them, it will help reinforce to them because now they understand that you really are listening, and it's good for you too because you're really validating that you've heard what they're saying. Um, so that's a, that's a small piece. People can generally do really good um, in terms of communication and talking and using uh, verbal communication. But the bigger piece is, you know, building rapport in that matching and mirroring kind of way. It just becomes a really natural process of how you're speaking the other person's natural language. So how they move and talk and express themselves. So you can kind of mirror and match that. Um, with these strategies, obviously, I want to say that, you know, these aren't ways to kind of trick mm. anyone or use it in any deceptive sort of way. So obviously use them with a genuine regard for the other person and really listen to them mm -hmm. and practice it just to become better communicators to build uh, mutually beneficial relationships at last. Mm, I love that. And so what's on the horizon with your clients next year? What are you working on? So this past year, I've been working on my uh, side business. So uh, working on developing a new business as a designer, instructor, and success coach for mm -hmm. christinewon.com. And there I'm offering new services that differ from my full services at Actually, which integrates more of my education, my training, my NLP knowledge, and communication knowledge to help people um, get to where they want to be, kind of setting themselves up for success. So in 2020, I'm beginning to roll out a series of online courses and boot camps that I've been working on. Uh, for creative and business professionals to benefit from. So uh, in in the next few months, I'm going to be rolling out three different courses, turning your clients into fans for creative professionals, graphic designer boot camp, uh, build a Squarespace website like a pro, and actually there's a fourth one, um, how to hire, hire a graphic designer and uh, more courses like that. Fantastic. So there's really three streams of... Um, services there's coaching on demand and monthly services and um, online courses fantastic well it sounds like it's going to be a busy year for you <laughs> yeah it's going to be a lot of fun i'm super excited to roll out these programs fantastic so to, to wrap up what's one piece of advice that you want to leave our audience with today um, for them to implement into their businesses so today i want to just pass on to have the confidence and courage to be interdirected um, you know start today and um, just really Start putting that plan together for your success and really um, persist in those efforts 
and believe in yourself with unshakable faith and, and your own ability. It's really important mm. to chip away at the tasks. You know, by starting today, um, you can start to build out those tasks and build out plans um, to work towards those those goals. And you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes, 60 minutes consistently, and eventually it will build up and add into something. And in a few months, you'll start to see, wow, this is really happening. It's coming together now. And if you have a lot of ideas, um, I'm a person who has a lot of ideas, is sometimes mm, you just... I'm gauging that. <laughs> yeah, you just, have to, you just have to get those ideas out. So maybe it's just writing mm. them down, and then you'll start to realize, you know, that was enough to satisfy that creative mind and you got it out in a physical way. Um, I heard this really great expression once that uh, someone was described as the, in order for them to be successful, they just need to move. So um, Mm. by dancing or just moving around. And, and so I think that's a really important piece is to understand, you know, really who you are and um, persist in that with unshakable faith, you know, really believe in that. So uh, know that those things will begin to add up and if you keep on working at it you will produce those desired results with your consistent efforts mm, I love that building unshakable faith uh, and I think that that is such a nice link uh, to depersonalizing that failure that if you know you have unshakable faith in yourself and your abilities then um, everything else becomes a lot easier throughout this entrepreneurial pathway yeah it just becomes it just becomes uh, enjoying the entire experience mm. Hmm. Yeah, and knowing that you're totally capable to get it all done. Incredible. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Christine, on the Thrive Podcast today. This was fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much, Killa. Great. So we're excited to see where things go next year. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Matthew Curtis and plug in to the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.